Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Good Tuesday afternoon, and welcome into Sports Lounge Live. This is uh, September 6th, show number 210, I believe. 210 is right. And yep. That is correct, so September 6th. So, uh, Chris, we do have a very busy agenda. Like, it come is, down yes. from Mars someday and run into this podcast, say, when the heck are they talking about, you know? All right, so we have our panel of discussion, and during the panel, uh, Robert will take care of NASCAR for us and also the U.S. Open Tennessee. He and his mother have been watching that, so we'll find out uh, what's been going on with that. Serena Williams got knocked out, and he'll tell us all about that. So we'll do those, and then um, we will have – we're going to start with college football, we, and we're going to uh, have a couple of news notes, but then we have a, a lot of scores because we figure let's get the season off to a good start. We're going to have a lot of NFL to cover. This is the week it's sort of in the, in the spotlight, so we'll cover a lot of scores, and if anybody has on you know, the panel has any comments, they'll throw them in as we roll along, but we'll just kind of give you the scores, just like an old-fashioned scoreboard show like they used to have before everybody had iPhone. Then uh, baseball, and then the NFL, and of course in the NFL we're going to do uh, the news and notes. We're going to do our picks. We're going to do the uh, schedule. And then we also are going to have the obituary for Ernie Zampezi that we didn't do last week. Then we'll do uh, the NBA. And then we'll do boxing. And basically, that's going to be the Ernie Shavers obituary. Uh, right. You know, similar to Tom Weisskopf. Not a big winner to win all kinds of championships and stuff, but always there. Fought everybody that you could fight in that era. And we'll and, uh, we'll do the obituary straight up. And then Robert will talk about them and so forth. Yeah. So, Anyway, so basically uh, we're having steady rain, which is what we're supposed to have to get rid of a drought yesterday and today, you know, uh, off and on, you know, but it, it'll rain two or three hours. It's off for a couple hours. It's raining here right now. And, you know, in Rhode Island, they got clobbered. They got about 10 inches of rain in some parts of it, but uh, it's not as bad up here, but there is flooding around. Um, anyway, and we got, I'm going to mention Tanner Houck because Tanner Houck of the Red Sox, he's the symbol of this whole season. Um, you know, they, they batted it back and forth whether he was going to be a starter or a bullpen guy. They figured out they needed him in the bullpen. He was just starting to close, doing a good job. And so the trade deadline gets over, and it's August 2nd, and they're in Houston, and they won the, the two first games of that series, uh, including tra- trade deadline night. And he saved the second one. I think he might have saved them both. Anyway, he got hurt then, and he's, been out. he's now out for the year. He's going to have back surgery. There you go. There, there's the kind of thing. That's the symbolism of it. And, of course, as they do all the time, with the Red Sox this year, they said, 
Well, it's a minor thing. We'll see. We don't know. Geez, you can't trust these people. They said that about everybody. So, and you know, some people have been out two months, and they, you know, it's a minor thing. So, um, anyway, but that is the he's the poster child for this year. Just when you thought you were getting everybody back healthy, but we are finally getting a little interest here because uh, Tristan Costas is up. He's uh, the first baseman of the future. They tell us he's only gotten one hit in the first couple of games, but he's fielding the position, and that is something we didn't have hardly at all till the beginning of August. When we started to get, you know, uh, what's his name came from San Diego. And so whose name is escaping me right now. But anyway, you know, uh, Eric, Eric Hosmer, uh, Eric Hosmer. Yeah. So when he came, you know, we started to get a little defense over there. The Red Sox also, I found out after yesterday, after, when they trailed after eight innings, they're two and fifty-three. Now they did win a comeback or a win on Thursday, but that's just so bad. How bad this team has been, you know. So you can't win like that. But we're getting ready for football. Rick and I are on a fantasy draft Friday, and uh, we will we will turn the page. It'll be on to well, not Cincinnati necessarily. I guess it'll be Miami. But you know, the point is, uh, the baseball season will kind of start to go further behind it. So with that, the host to be named later, Rick Swan. Rick? Hey, Rick. Oh, you there, Rick? Mm, maybe he got muted. That's weird. Okay. Rick, Rick sure somehow you got muted. You want to unmute? Star six. Star six, yes. Yeah. Ooh, well, why don't okay. we... Why, we'll come back to Rick in a minute. Why don't here. we go uh, with you, Perry, and we'll, we'll move from there and, and get Rick in when we come. Well, the college season is uh, underway here in the Midwest. Um, Iowa State was our only local team to win. Northern Iowa lost to Air Force. Um, well, I suppose Iowa won technically, but their fans are still going off the edge of a cliff because they only won 7-3, to three and you, it wasn't a touchdown. It was two safeties and a field goal, <laughs> and uh, so the Iowa fans are already angry. And uh, they, you know, we'll see how they do this week. They get Iowa. Iowa State, so we'll see how that goes. The state is, of course, buzzing with anticipation for the Cyhawk series. That's always big here. So that'll be this week. The I-Cubs are in Jacksonville. Uh, I suspect they'll have some sort of weather issues in Florida. You do pretty much all the time, but uh, the I-Cubs are playing the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. So that ought to be an interesting hey. six-game series. The uh, Jumbo Shrimp, the AAA for the Miami Marlins. So that's what's going on here. We've had a little rain, too, and uh, hopefully we get a lot more. Not yeah. much in the forecast, but hopefully we can get a lot more uh, because we certainly need it. But um, that's what's going on here. Rick, are you back with us? I think he's with us now. Am I back? You're yeah. back. There you so, are. You're so back. Instead of, You're instead back. of Rick throwing it to me, I will throw it to Rick, who then can throw it to Bill. Yeah. Well, that's versatility on the old panel yeah. here. Yeah. You know, there you go. It's crazy. Chris introduced me, and I I went, are you ready for some football? And then I said, oh, I should know better not to sing. I ruined the whole system. <laughs> that you right off the internet. Yeah. There you go. Um, also, I yeah. talked about football. Like Chris said, it's been raining here quite a bit. But after this drought, I'm just sometimes sitting by the window and listening to it. It sounds great. We yeah. have no rain. Um, oh, man. A couple of things. um I mentioned a couple months ago about how I thought it was kind of a lousy sport here for excitement. Something's starting to happen that's getting me real excited, and it's not football, and that's what's going on with the Yankees. Because I, you know, I know it's not PC, but I still love a good hatred, and I hate the Yankees. <laughs> and, and if they could ever just blow this thing completely, I would. They would give me a warm fuzz. 
League all over. Are you saying, are you saying Rick, you hate the Yankees like I would hate the Cardinals? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I think we've ta- mentioned it before. Eddie Andelman used to have a Yankee elimination party yeah. every year when they would lose. He'd be on the sports huddle, so there you go. Um, a couple of quick football, fast quick, uh, football notes. One was um, Poe, the mascot for the Baltimore Ravens. He sustained an injury during preseason, and John Harbaugh announced last week that he did tear his ACL in his drumstick, and he will be out for the season. (laughs) 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 And you know what's crazy? I didn't realize that. I don't think so much football because there isn't that many games, but some of these mascots, like for baseball, they make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, they do. Look at San Diego Diego chicken, how much he makes. But they say that it's not exactly OSHA friendly because you're in a hot suit the whole time. Yeah, oh yeah. It's not very comfortable. And the Philadelphia Fanatics makes a lot, too. Yeah. And uh, one one other thing, um, Russell Wilson and his wife Sierra, they just bought a new house in Denver, and it cost twenty five million dollars. It's the most of, uh, the biggest sale of a house oh. that ever has happened in Denver, and this house has it's twenty thousand square feet. It has twelve bathrooms, nine car garage, oh. a movie theater, a basketball court, an indoor pool, and get this, four bedrooms. <laughs> so, wow. wow! I mean, that's kind of like bathrooms in a and way, four bedrooms. Yeah, in a way, that's a perfect house, though, because you know, you get all these people that want to stay over here. Sorry, I only have four bedrooms. Yeah, that's right. He might, he might be able to afford it now too, though. Uh, he might yeah, be with that new, new contract. contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he might be able to afford it now. So I guess I'll throw it build. Bill, does that kind of sound like where you live? Yeah, kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that's kind of like my house, but I didn't want to say anything, guys. Um, but we've yeah. only got three bedrooms, so we're really off the radar. Are you saying, uh, though, Bill, that might yeah. be your dream house, though? Yeah, maybe I'll have to strive for that. <laughs> but I've been striving for some college football I listened to last weekend. I started off my weekend with Purdue and Michigan, not Michigan State, but Penn State. Penn State. That was a good game. That was a pretty uh, good game. Yeah, it was. Purdue was coming back, but they fell a little short. Then we had... Um, the other day, I listened to IU on Friday night, and they came back and beat Illinois. Yeah, so, I heard that. Yeah, that, that was another good one. Yeah, yeah that, that was one. a great one. And so other than that, we're looking forward to the Colts and those type of things. And the Reds, well, they're the Reds. What can I say? Not much. So and they, and they play the Cubs for ne- the next three games, Bill. So that ought to just be scintillating baseball, right? Yeah, great Reds and Pirates and Cubs. All right, I'll turn it over to Robert on that one. Okay. Uh, well, Bill, I, I've totally given up on my baseball season. My team is just pathetic. As I'll get out. Let's uh, let's cover a few things. I also have a couple of hockey notes I'm going to throw in here. Oh. So. Uh, let me do. Uh, let me do hockey notes. Over. That's going to drive Pierre out of the room. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, he can take a nap real quick. He'll that's make it quick and painless. Cat nap. Cat nap. Go ahead. That's why I'm going to do it real quick. First of all, uh, NASCAR. Eric Jones won, and the number 43 car hadn't won in Darlington since uh, what did you say, Chris? 1967. 1967, September 4th, which was Labor Day, when they used to have the races on the actual holidays because they didn't have a TV contract, so they didn't have to move them to Sunday. So they'd be on motor racing on the radio. You know, you'd get them around the country if they had a station. But that was Labor Day. If 67 was uh, September 4th, so that's why it was exactly to the day for this year, even though that was a Sunday. And thank you to Pierre. He also mentioned uh, that this was a 200th victory in that car 
uh, apparently Richard Petty, uh, he won 200 races, but he only won one. No, 199. 199 in the 43. Uh, in the 43. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, apparently uh, one race he won in a different car. So that was uh, interesting. And Serena Williams, uh, she uh, played three rounds of the U.S. Open. In the first round, she was very nervous. and You could tell she hadn't played for a while, but managed to win. The second round, she looked a lot better. But the third round, her opponent came up with a wonderful strategy. She said, well, the first two girls didn't keep her on the court long enough. She said, I'm going to make sure the match goes long, and uh, that would be the best way to beat her. And, of course, the match lasted over three hours, and her strategy worked. So uh, Serena bowed out in the third round, and uh, according to all experts, uh, her career is over, but Serena's not officially saying it's over. She's saying she's evolving into other things. So we'll see if her career is over. But uh, anyway, and the U.S. Open is moving right along. Uh, we're down to the uh, uh, quarterfinals now, and uh, we're final eight in the men and final eight in the women. So next week we'll we'll have a final result for you on on how that goes. Yep. And, the- and there's an Amer- there's an American there's an American that took down uh, Rafael Nadal. What's his name? So we got an American in the quarterfinals. Yeah, we have an American man in the quarterfinals. His name is Francis. Yeah, he's from uh, the Maryland, D.C. area. Uh, he, yeah. uh, he took down Rafael Nadal yesterday. Mm-hmm. So uh, chances are there will be a new number one in the world when this tournament's over, depending on who wins, the ranking points, and so on and so forth. Uh, the two hockey notes, Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins got a three-year contract extension. He'll be the coach through the 26th season. And... Uh, J.T. Miller signed a seven-year contract extension, uh, $8 million a year, to stay in uh, Vancouver. That's all I've got. Let's turn it over to Texas. And if anybody wants to send the rain this way, you can do so because it's going to be 112 today. Yeah. Oh, we've had rain. We had rain this weekend because we had lightning delays all over the place at different games. But, uh, well, yeah, a pretty good weekend of college football. And got a little, kind of a decent, pretty good team coming in this weekend. A little bit of hype for it, you know, uh, slightly with Alabama coming into town. And they haven't, they haven't played each other since the 2009 season, that national championship when Texas kind of, that was the last run. And then Nick started Nick Saban's run and Colt McCoy got hurt. And, you know, and then Texas been down since and Nick Saban started his dynasty and it's the first time ever that the Fox pregame show and ESPN game day have been at the same campus to do a game. They've been at the same location for the state fair for Texas OU, but this is the first time they've both been at the same campus for a game. So that's going to be it. You get Lee Corso and Urban Meyer and Clay Travis all here together. So, you know, but and who televises the game? Uh, the game is the Fox Big Noon kickoff because Fox saw they saw a chance that whoa we have a Big Twelve deal Alabama's coming to one of our Big Twelve cities we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take that and they made it the the noon Eastern game because Fox has baseball at night if ESPN or ABC had had it it probably would have been the prime time but it was Fox, Fox got the first pick and well you yeah, guys are gonna find out Sean what the rest of us already know Texas will be playing Alabama and the referees. You're going to find that. Oh, out. yes, they will. And 
And McCon- yeah, and McConaughey is not available to be the guest picker on game day, so I don't know whether the celebrity is going to be. But anyway, if you want to contact us throughout the week, get a hold of us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net or 800-693-0595, option two. And if you want to get involved in the football contest, that's right, week one of Thursday, you still have time before 8 o'clock Thursday night to get your picked in for week one, 8 Eastern, go to 712 432 3642, hit five from the main menu, go to board number nine and leave your picks over there. We'd love to have you. You have until the close of the contest week three to be in it for the year, but you can still get your picks in week one. Now, speaking of college football, we had a crazy, crazy, crazy week and a few news items coming out of we it. Did. So. so, okay, so you sang, uh, Sean, and you can tell this story and then you can uh, segue into the playoffs, but uh, Fox and ESPN started to talk to the Big 12 about uh, their negotiations and this unstable world of college football and uh, what 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 are they talking about what kind of years are they talking about uh well, you know what are they doing well basically what it is all right each network has exclusive contracts or exclusive times that exclusive window when they can talk to them before they invite other people that normally would come up around the winter of 23 24 because the the contract expires last football 24 and then basketball spring of 25 but they went ahead and moved it up a year and a half because they wanted to find out what their value is and what their value would be uh, if they add a few, you know, four more teams, and we all know probably Utah, Colorado, the Arizona schools are what they're looking at. So they're basically meeting with them to see what that value is for, because ESPN, they want to stay with the Big 12. Fox wants to stay with the Big 12 because Fox basically told the Pac-12 they're done with them. ESPN might keep the Pac-12 or whatever is left of it, but we'll see on that. They're, you know, they're doing it. They're, they're putting feelers out there. Uh, you know, Big 12, uh, Brett Yormark, the new commissioner, is putting feelers out to see what they'll get. Also, in that same vein, Friday, the Board of Managers, which is 11 presidents and chancellors from different schools, uh, one school representing each conference and Notre Dame, they had a meeting, and it was just, we didn't think they were going to vote on this. But remember last year, we had the 12 game playoffs that the Pac-12 commissioner, the ACC, and the Big Ten all voted against, you know, but the board of managers, which is stronger than the executive committee, they decided, no, they like this idea. And the contract is the last year of this version of the college playoff, the four team is the 2025 season. So January of 26, and they voted to go with the 12 team playoff, uh, uh, the latest would be the 26th season. So the earliest it would start would be the 24th season. So 24 into 25. And so it would be a 12 team playoff. And what they're saying, the format they like is they, and when I originally told you about this, I didn't realize this part, but it, it, it will be the six highest conference champions get automatic bids and six at larges. The four highest ranked conference champions will get automatic bids. Then the other two conference champions will go in that five through 12 seed and they will play automatic each buy. other. So a top four get a buy. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. They get the, uh, yeah, they get the automatic buy, automatic buy. They get a buy the first round, but five through 12 will play each other. And those other two will go into that five through 12 seed and there will be a home game at the higher seed stadium or a possible dome or bigger stadium that's nearby. Let's say it's a Appalachian state that needs maybe a bigger stadium like Charlotte or something. Let's say they're one of the five through eight seeds. That's an example. Or Houston wants to play at 
NRG, you know, at the, you know, NRG instead of, uh, right. you know, with their stadium, you know, but, and then, so this will come on, this will keep, so you won't see Alabama and Georgia both getting buys because they're in the same conference. So this one through four wouldn't happen. Now they left it up to the executive committee, which is the 10 conference commissioners and Jack Swarbert, the, uh, the, the athletic director of Notre Dame. They, yeah. Notre Dame. They left it up to them to come up with the, you know, the time and work on the but this is the format they are truly interested in. So and yeah. what about and and of course, a lot of people are TV now network. saying that a lot of people are oh. now saying that Alabama, Ohio State and Georgia can get in three times now. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. The, the, uh, the question I have is this throws it, you know, this is all we know the, the playoff says it exists all is, uh, you know, ESPN. I assume this throws all the networks into the mix to get some piece of the pie. Uh, yeah, they, they yes. can negotiate. The two big ones that I hear would be involved are Fox and ESPN. And it sounds like they want them both involved in some manner. Yes, they do. They they want all. They want them both. As, you know, like you may see quarterfinals and first round games on both networks. You may see one have the semifinals one year and one have the championship, and then a rotating deal. So they, they want both of them. Are they? It's not. I know nothing's in stone because you said the dates will be negotiable. But I assume that they still want to put those the final four on around New Year's New Year's weekend, whatever, around New Year's Day. Uh, yeah, that's, they want to do that because they after the after the quarterfinals, the semifinal, or no, after the first round, I should say, the quarterfinals and semifinals, they want to work with the New Year's Six Bowls, the Rose, the yeah. Sugar, Cotton, Orange, Fiesta, and Peach Bowl. They want to keep right. working with those six, and, and then you bid on the another bowl, then right for the. Oh uh, uh, no, 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 no! They would no, no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. The the conference, cha- the national championship is bit right now. A site bids on it. It's not part of right now. The semifinals are the bowl games, and you bid on the championship. Any right. stadium or any city. So they would they would rotate like two, two, and two. Two years, two of them would be a semifinal. Then they'd go back to being quarterfinals, and two others would. That's probably what they would do. Or they may bring a seventh bowl into it and rotate okay. and go quarter okay. semifinal. But that has to get to the final eight. Yeah, the the the, first, the five yeah. through twelve games will be the the home game. Yeah. Okay. Home game. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this is good. I'm, I'm glad because, you know, it's great. And maybe we'll get to 16, 12 or 16. That's much better than four. I mean, it's just. And the AA, people, from what the you're AA. hearing, though, a lot of people, you know, as, as far as the fans, the fans, the reaction has been pretty cold initially. Really? I've heard, I've heard mixed. I've heard, no, I've heard mixed down here. Some people want the 16, like the, the AAC commissioner would like to see all 10 conferences plus six at largest. And you know what you may see come out of this? We've talked about this. So one reason schools like Northern Iowa have not moved up is because of, you know, hey, oh, well, we're going to go to a bowl game or do we stay down and go to our playoff? Like next year, Sam Houston State and Stephen F. Austin are both moving up you know, going into Conference USA, you may see some of these like a South Dakota State, North Dakota State, UNI move up to get into one of these, like especially Conference USA. All, There's a lot of openings in that conference. All three of those have been rumored to do that. Yeah, that's what I've heard. All three. The, okay. Conference USA has recruited those three, actually. <laughs> and by, and by uh, the way, uh, Chris, just, just briefly mm-hmm. to give you a – I was kind of nervous last week, but just to give you a report, I thought – I think J.W. Cox is going to be fine. Um, the play-by-play was good. So, um, okay, good. You know, they, he's, he still has the same analysts, so I think that's helpful to him that he's got somebody who already knows the yep. ropes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's get to the score. 
scoreboard. And this is the only week we're going to do the whole score. We'll try to orient it towards the top 25 in the future weeks and get it with the big conference games or whatever. And then, of course, uh, before oh, we... Big rival, leave, big rival games. Big, big rival, rival games. And before, big. We, uh, and before we leave college football, of course, we'll talk about next week, too. So, and, and again, if anybody has comments to make or if they heard a particular game and they're interested in talking about it, Tennessee beat Ball State on Thursday night, 59-10. And, of course, there's a lot of blowouts because you've got, you know, teams yeah. like uh, SEC playing a, a, a Mid-America like that. Yeah. So, Oklahoma yeah. State beat Central Michigan 58-34. Pitt beat West Virginia coming from behind 38-31. That uh, was Wake a good Far- game. I was listening. Yeah, to that, that was. Yes, that it was. was really good. Yep. Wake Forest yep. beat VMI 44-10. Uh, Penn State beat Purdue 35-31. I didn't hear much of that game, but that sounds that like was all, good That game. was also was very, very good. good game. Back at, it was back and yes, forth. It was. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Minnesota beat uh, New Mexico State 38 to nothing. Um, Arizona, yeah, we didn't know. We have our friend um, uh, from uh, New Mexico. We didn't know who he was going to root for because he's originally from Minnesota there, our guy on the, uh, All Things Radio. So, uh, Joe, we didn't know who he was going to root for. Never did find out. Maybe we'll ask him next week if he's on. Uh-huh. Arizona State beat, uh, oh, I, I didn't see who this Northern was. Arizona. Uh, Northern Arizona, right. For NAZ would be Northern Arizona, 40-3. to 3. There you go. Friday, we went to Kansas. Kansas won a game. Now, you know, you got to play Tennessee Tech to do this, yeah. but they did, 56-10. to 10. Duke beat uh, Temple, 30 to nothing. Yeek. Now, Duke, you know, Duke's yeah. been up and down. They've been better the last few years, but Temple must uh, have some problems here. Michigan State over Western Michigan, 35-13. Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech, 20-17. to 17. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. So we'll see how Virginia Tech. Well, goes. I don't know. Old Dominion, Old Dominion, they're going to the Sun Belt next year. They're not a bad team, but I mean, no. Virginia Tech down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was in uh, old, wherever Old Dominion plays. I noticed the game was not at uh, Virginia Tech. BC yeah. has to play them this week, and they'll probably get beaten up. Uh, uh, they'll be mad. And we talked about it. Indiana came from behind on a last-minute drive to beat uh, Illinois, twenty-three to twenty. They've been trailing throughout the game, from what I heard. They and I listened to the Indiana call, and that was really good. Don Fisher, as we talked about. TCU over Colorado, 38-13. Then we move into the big old Saturday games. Yeah, Iowa, South Dakota State, 7-3 with the two safeties and the field goal and all that stuff. Uh. No touchdowns in this game. (laughs) And and the lowest Big Ten score since in 2004 when Iowa beat Penn State 6-4. And I'm assuming, I'm guessing that was in some sort of a snowstorm. It was. It was a a snowstorm in Penn State. And Ed Podolak was saying, on the broadcast that when he was driving out of happy Valley that year, they had just signed Paterno to a new contract, you know, and of course back then Paterno was, was great. And the fans are all calling up sports radio, even in the yep. snow, we really didn't bargain for this. And Ed said, what on earth do they expect? It's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina beat Appalachian state 63 to 61. Quite wild game. I didn't well, hear it was that. a sh- Oh no. Yeah. It was back and forth. It was, I mean, this game was, I mean, Appalachian State had a lead. North Carolina, it was in Boone, North Carolina. It was at Appalachian State. Uh, You know, Appalachian State's a good team. Like I said, that's why I use them as an example in the playoff. But it was pretty good, yeah. North Carolina State beat East Carolina 21-20. Another good game. Rutgers over BC 22-21. This was frustrating. BC had the lead most of the game, and then they let Rutgers drive down the field at the end of the game and ran it down their throat. This is the thing about when you practice against each other and against yourself, you know, which you do have to do when you're getting ready, you know, for college football. And they were saying that this defense had trouble stopping the run. Well, I didn't see BC running the ball too well against Rutgers, so this isn't a good sign at all. And it's a big recruiting game. When you play 
teams either from neighboring conferences or from, you know, your neighboring states. Like a lot of kids from New Jersey come up here to go to BC. A lot of kids from B- here go down in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York. They, they see the, re- the results of a game like this. You know, if they're thinking about the two schools, that could really affect things. So, uh, you know, and BC has won tw- 11 in a row in that series. So, wow, 22-21 Rutgers. Uh, Maryland beat Buffalo 31-10. to uh, Michigan beat, uh, uh, I don't see what this Colorado is. Colorado State, State yes. Yep. Uh, Colorado 51 State. To seven. Yeah, 51 to 7. Virginia beat Richmond, at least uh, one of the ACC Virginia teams held serve here, 34 17. Texas A&M beat Sam Houston, 31 to nothing. Uh, two and a half hours I knew the lay in that game, too. Okay. Yeah. Iowa State yeah. beat Southeast Missouri, 42 to 10. UCLA beat Bowling Green, 45 to 17. As we move on here. Isn't this like the old-fashioned days? You used to get these uh, big scoreboard shows on Saturday afternoon. Georgia beat Oregon 49-3. Oh, well, so much yeah. for a class. It wasn't even that close. It wasn't even that close. <laughs> no. you, you, you wonder about, you know, you, you set up these matchups ahead of time. I remember BC going to one of these quick-out classics uh, the year after Doug Flutie was there. You know, that uh, doesn't work. Arizona yeah. beat San Diego State 38-7. to Oklahoma beat uh, UTEP 45-13. Arkansas beat Cincinnati 31-24. I heard some of that game. and uh, Oh, you know, very good. That was a back-and-forth. Yeah, yeah, that was, was a battle. Yep. Cincinnati, I mean, they're, they're not going to be a bad team this year. No. No. Uh, because Arkansas, Arkansas is supposed to be good. Nebraska mm-hmm. beat uh, – they don't have to jump off the bridge. You said they were all upset last week. Mm-hmm. Well, they beat North Dakota uh, 38-17. Unfortunately, uh, Chris, that didn't do anything that – He's going to have to beat somebody no. really good to, in order for them to come back yeah. on the cliff. Miami beat Bethune Cookman uh, seventy to thirteen. Uh, yeah. uh, Mississippi beat uh, Troy State twenty eight ten. Anything about that, Perry? They were Ole Miss was running two quarterbacks, and um, you know they were trying to figure out who the starter is going to be. So it was about what we expected. Um, I guess they have an Australian punter. Ole Miss does. And when he came over, Lane Kiffin asked him what kind of uh, helmet, you know, or face mask that he wanted. And he said the guy looked at him like, face mask? We don't wear those face in mask. Australia. Yeah, so. Australia, we don't do it. Yeah. Kiffin, well, Kiffin we, says that's the reason. He said that is the reason we don't like punters. <laughs> he said we don't yeah. like to punt unless yeah. we absolutely have to. That's right. Well, I think BC's yeah. got one of those, too. I think there's a real run on um, on punters there, in there Australia oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. Tulsa beat Wyoming 40 to 37. And double overtime. Double overtime. Houston yep, double beat overtime. Uh, UTSA 37-35 in triple overtime. That was a very good game. It was in the Alamo Dome, and the crowd was packed, and it was a – I mean, that was another good one. Yeah. If you, and if you enjoy just – if you enjoy the Sunday drive, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's on the NFL channel, channel 84 on Sirius XM. You can also get it on the Varsity Network app if you have that. They have the college football blitz where they take you around, and they were going back and forth, you know, between that game and the Arkansas game. So both those games mm-hmm. were coming down to the wire at the same time. So if you enjoy that type of thing, yeah. that that would be a good show yeah. to listen to. BYU beat South Florida 50-21. to uh, USC yeah. beat Rice 66-14. to Kentucky beat mm-hmm. Miami of Ohio 37-13. Kansas State beat South Dakota 34-0. to Wisconsin beat Illinois State 38 to nothing. Mississippi State over Memphis 49-23. Anything about that, that game? That Perry? game. Uh, that game had a major weather delay in it too. And Mississippi State they looked okay. Memphis is not going to be that good, but mm-hmm. uh, Mississippi no. State they'll probably they'll probably make a bowl. 
Okay. Auburn beat Mercer 42-16. to 16. That had a um, lightning delay. Texas Tech yep. over Murray State 63-10. to 10. Oregon State beat uh, Boise State 38-17. to 17. Uh, Washington State beat Idaho 24-17. Washington beat Kent State 45-20. to 20. Uh, then we have Western Kentucky over Hawaii, 40 to 17, late at night. 49-17, I misread. Uh, Air Force beat Northern Iowa, 48 to 17. So not not good for Northern Iowa. No, there. They, their offense had trouble getting yeah. started, and apparently, from what Scott Peterson was saying on the game, Air Force's offense is very hard to emulate in practice. Mm-hmm. So he he said it's it's really difficult. He said you. You love to play those games, but he said when you play against them, you really want to play against somebody that it's not that hard to emulate their offense. And he said they run this offense that that it's really hard to practice. Military with. schools usually do. They usually they have do. a lot of oh, options yeah. and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And, and they were very impressed, though, I must tell you, uh, J.W. Cox and Scott Peterson, they were very impressed. Um you know, you didn't see any uh, unsportsmanlike stuff, and yeah, in that game. Oh, the military the, academies are cool to play, and I know BC yeah. always likes to play them. You know, they, they, the Navy and Army when they play them, they always play hard, and you you expect a good game from them, and and everybody loves to go to those campuses. You know, go especially West West Point and out in yeah. the Air Force. People really like. They to were go to those they were saying just the ability, you know, as as. Uh, you know, Cox from Minnesota and Peterson, of course, has, has coached it in the high school level here for years. Just the ability to walk around that campus and, you know, sit in the press box and see the flyovers and all that yeah. stuff. They said that uh, was really cool to see. Tulane beat uh, Massachusetts 42-10. to 10. What else is new? Uh, Syracuse beat Louisville 31-7, an actual ACC game on that one. Stanford beat Colgate in the uh, Battle of the Broadcast booth, 41-10. to 10. So uh, we knew that uh, Will's team would beat Joe's team, uh, Will uh, Fleming and Joe Castiglione. And what they had, and I don't know who won the bet, but what they had said earlier, and I never heard what they said maybe on Sunday, I missed it, but Joe was going to get whatever points he was given, you know, by the line and see how it came out. I don't know how that turned out, whether Stanford beat the spread or not. And then on Sunday night, well, no, hold on. You missed a couple. Of th- you missed some Saturday games. You missed a couple. Uh, Alabama over over Utah State, uh, fifty-five to nothing. Texas, oh, uh-huh. yeah, Texas over Louisiana Monroe, fifty-two to ten. And uh-huh. that last touchdown was basically at you know third stringers were for Texas. Uh, Florida beat took down Utah, twenty-nine twenty-six. And that Ohio was, State and over Notre Dame. Good, that was a yeah. good back and forth game. That Florida game was. Yeah, it was. And Ohio State took down Notre Dame, twenty-one yeah. ten. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so then we had um, this is the one we're not supposed to talk about. Uh, Florida State beat yeah. LSU twenty-four to twenty-three with a missed extra point that caused that. And, yep. Clemson, and it Clemson, was. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a very game. Oh well, yeah, because they fumbled. They fumbled what thirty-one seconds down there. One year, you know, Clemson get or Clemson, Florida State gets down there, and then LSU with nineteen seconds to go drives it down to the one yard line. And the whole the whole thing on that was if the, if you're in bounds, but if it's the first down, the clock stops. But if they caught it out of bounds, then the game would have been over because it would have been caught out of bounds. So we had like a ten minute review to see if he was in bounds, and then he misses the extra point. Florida State stalled him. So Brian <laughs> Kelly does not have good. He doesn't have good no. luck on those Sunday night games because Notre Dame does not lost to Texas here. No, on the Sunday night he does not. So. And in a game that was better than it actually looked when it came uh, forty-one to ten, Clemson beat Georgia Tech. But yeah, it they, was, had to, uh, they had to pull away way late. Yeah, it was seventeen to ten. Yeah. 
yeah. late in the fourth, third quarter. So, you know, one yeah. of those games. So we got it. We found out who the Florida and Florida State announcers are. Mick Huber had, uh, out at Florida and Sean Kelly, who had done some work, I guess, for ESPN, is now the, yep. the Florida State announcer. I didn't. Uh, and, and Mick Hubert retired. retired. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Jeff Colhane is the new guy at uh, Florida State, and he sounded pretty good. Yeah. Gene Deckerhoff and, now uh, just doing yeah. Tampa Bay. And there are more teams than not that if you have tune in live and tune in premium, there are more teams that are on there than are not there. I found very few teams that were not available on the tune in live and they have the 90 day free trial for those of you that are interested. Uh, I think I found Nebraska was not North Carolina state was not Georgia tech was not East Carolina. Uh, those North are the ones that I tried state, that were not North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina state, state was North Carolina. North Carolina was not North Carolina was not a, yeah, they were not. Cause I listened to the Appalachian state broadcast of that game for a while. And yeah. when, and okay, when we get to works. when we get to basketball with that, a lot of your smaller schools, Northern Iowa, Drake, and those guys are not on there. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Northern yeah. Iowa, of course, they're on the Varsity Network, but I don't know where you would stream Drake games because they're not they're well they're on the Varsity Network. But for those who don't have access to that, huh? I, I don't know what to tell you. Northern Iowa, I, I know some stations to listen to them, but not Drake. Yeah. But so what do we got coming up for next week? Well, well, Alabama, Texas, we, got, we know is going to be big. Yeah, yeah, we got the we got the Baptists and the Mormons playing Baylor at BYU, so there won't be a lot of dancing at that game Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> no, we hopefully, got, yeah, we got, hopefully, hopefully yeah. Baylor behaves with the women. <laughs> yeah, they'll be here with the women. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, Kentucky, Iowa, Iowa, Kentucky, Iowa State, Florida. the Cyhawk series. Right. Kentucky, Florida is another good one. Uh, Houston at Texas Tech. That should be a pretty interesting one. Texas Tech, Joey McGuire, new head coach, got the win. Houston held off UTSA in the overtimes. Uh, you got that one. Uh, USC at Stanford. I mean, that, we'll see where that one goes. That's another another decent one. Uh, of course, you got BC, Virginia Tech. We'll see where that goes. Uh, yep. But, yeah, and then you got a bunch of your other kind of throwaway games, and Notre Dame is playing Marshall. Oh, Appalachian State at Texas A&M, number six. You got you with the way Appalachian State played. Now it may be different going into Kyle Field, mm-hmm. but that's one to kind of keep an eye on because remember Appalachian State has pulled them off before. So and uh, mm-hmm. Mississippi State gets to go out to Arizona. That's a ten o'clock at night kick for them, so it'll be interesting to see how they react yeah. to that. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. Stanford plays USC this. Yeah, he said that. Yep. Okay, yeah, I got that one. All right, and any any other things before we move? on to baseball no oh, i think, I think that's, that's it okay all right baseball uh we have the yankees at 81 and 54 rick is waiting for them to uh so what do they have to do to, to really make you happy rick like uh they, they're going to make the playoffs so you just want well, to lose that, early right if they can pull the division lead a 15 oh yeah well, that'd be, that'd be yeah. kind of cool that'd, yeah 19 like the 19 but of course it's not as important as it was when the red Sox did it in 78 but uh you know whatever the problem is they're playing the twins now and they never lose the twins. no they don't so 81 54 for the yankees tampa bay is 75 58 so it's a five game lead for the uh, Yankees over the Rays and the Blue Jays are 75 and 59, five and a half out. Then we have Baltimore at uh, 71 and 64 and the Red Sox 67 and 69. I wonder, it'll be interesting if, if somebody will get this out of Elias if it actually happens. 
if the Red Sox finished last, they could finish with the best last place record, you know, ever. Because yeah, you know, the division. divisions have uh, finished with everybody at 500 or better. Yeah, or or you know, even if they win like 79, 80 games to be last place, that's you know, pretty pretty good. Yeah. American League Central. Now this is a battle. We have the in, uh, the Guardians at 69 and 64, Minnesota 68 and 65, a game out. Chicago 68 and 67, two games out. So they're all in the hunt for that division. That's for sure. Uh, Kansas City 55 and 81, Detroit 51 and 84. In the West, we have Houston uh, running away with it, even though Seattle's playing very well. Uh, Houston will have the best record in the American League at 87 and 48 right now. Seattle 76 and 59. The Angels are 59 and 76. The Woeful Rangers, who lost four in a row here against the Red Sox, 58 and 76. And Oakland is uh, uh, 40 and 85. Yeah, thank you, Chris. In the from the National League East, another good yeah. race. We have the this is this is driving the Mets fans crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Mets, you know, they win a couple games and they lose a couple games and they're all ready to jump off bridges. Mets eighty five and fifty, Atlanta eighty four and fifty one, game out. Philadelphia seventy three. And the Braves play the A's, so they won't get any help. The Mets won't. Get oh, you never know. Now, okay, there you go, there you go. There's a win for the uh, for the Braves, <laughs> the A's right there. Just because it will not, I promise you, we'll come in. Let's see if we remember this. This is the kind of thing they you, you go you say to the producer, mark this for next week. We gotta play the uh, the A's will will not be swept by the by the Braves. Well, Robert has just clinched it's, that. It's, it's only a two game series, Chris, so I think they will. Well, okay then it's only two, but we'll we'll see about that. But still they've got to go out there and uh, play among the raccoons and the you know the waste products and everything that's else. That's a that's play. a big trip though for the Braves because that's a that they play their their two against the A's and then they have two more series and so that's a long West Coast Swing. Yeah. yeah, they they go they they the way it works is two in two in Oakland, three in Seattle, and three in San Francisco. Yeah, that is a, quite a trip. Philadelphia seventy three and sixty one, Miami fifty five and seventy eight, and Washington forty eight and eighty seven. In the Central, the uh, uh, Cardinals are seventy nine and fifty six. Milwaukee is seventy one and sixty three. So that's a seven and a half game. That's I will, I will Chris, I will, I will that. call that. I am going to call that division the Brewer. They may, may they may, <laughs> they can fight for the wild card. But yeah. I think the division is over. I think it probably is. The Cubs have uh, got a little cushion into the third place battle at fifty six and seventy eight. Cincinnati fifty three and seventy nine, and Pittsburgh is forty nine and eighty four. They're kind of falling out of it there. And in the West, we have the Dodgers rolling along at ninety two and forty two. Magic San Diego of eight. Okay, San Diego at seventy four and sixty two. Uh, San Francisco sixty five and sixty eight. Arizona sixty five and sixty nine. Arizona would love to beat the Giants. That'd be kind of cool for yeah. them. Yes, they would. And, and then Colorado, 57 and 79. And they then so the shot at it, Chris. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, they're only half a game out or whatever. But what I'm saying is, you know, you if you're Arizona and Colorado, you, 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 you're hearing about the Giants, you're about San Diego, you're about the Dodgers. You right. beat one of them, and you've got to say, hey, we finally did something. Right. These teams have been bad for so long. That's right. Wild, okay, so the wild card in the American League, we have Tampa Bay, number one, at 75 and 58. These three basically will probably be the wild card teams in some form or fashion. 75 and 58. Seattle is 76 and 59, and Toronto is 75 and 59. So the uh, right now Toronto would end up being going and playing Cleveland, and uh, you know Tampa Bay and Seattle would meet at Tampa Bay. But I mean, this is so close; it'll change four times before. Because that's back. within that's within what about a game and a half of each other? Half in a game. There are three half games a game. within half yeah. a game. Yeah. Then uh, Baltimore 71 and 64. 
for, but they had a tough day yesterday. They lost yeah, two yeah. games to Toronto. So now they are, let's see, 75. They're four and a half out of the wild they're, card. Right their now. announcers say probably if they want any chance to catch at least the Blue Jays, they need these. They have to win these next two games. Yeah, they, they better. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, 68 and 65. And the wild card, and that, uh, let's see, that's, uh, what is it, 16, so like six and a half. And then the White Sox, 68 and 67, seven and a half. Right now, we've almost got to say that it's not quite, but that the White Sox and Twins have to win the division in order to get in. Yeah, because absolutely. The wild card and and by the way, the way the schedule, the playoff schedule, Chris, is going to work is those that, that first round, all mm-hmm. four series are going to be played uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, so okay, and then the and then both both LCS or uh, DSs start on Tuesday, and for whatever reason, they're playing them all on Tuesday. But then the American League gets a day off on Wednesday, where the National League plays, and then you know then they get their day off on Thursday or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So the the American League gets an extra day off, basically. But the big baseball yeah. days, and then we always have that baseball Friday. So we got it right away. The Friday before Columbus Day is always baseball Friday. Because that's the day you can actually pay attention to it you know, with those series. And, you, and I'm sure they'll stagger the games every two or three hours. So you'll get to see them all. Of course, it depends on where they are because they all could be sort of in the East and Central. We don't know where anything will be. Uh, but anyway, the, the, uh, the point is that baseball Friday is cool. And then Saturday and Sunday, they're going to get, uh, I guess they're hoping for the best, but they're going to get kind of run over by college football in the NFL. So I don't know how that going to work go ratings wise so they may want to well this year they got stuck because normally what they would do because they've avoided all the ties by you know having the schedules with they will want to play those that first round tuesday wednesday thursday in a normal year and then well, or, or, remember next year chris the baseball season goes from march 30th to october 1st right so what i'm saying is that that'll be a sunday so they'll want to play tuesday wednesday thursday they might actually do the american league Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, National League, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or something like that. They might yeah. do them that way so that yeah. you really get some people paying attention during the week, you know. But anyway, National League, Atlanta, is, you know, the Mets or Atlanta are going to get this top wild card, 84 and 51 for the Braves. Philadelphia, 73-61. San Diego, 74-62. So there you go. They're within percentage points. And then Milwaukee with the only legitimate chance is only two games out, though, at 71 and 63. They so, just, uh, to me, though, they just don't look right. Yeah, they, since they, yeah, they haven't since they traded. Um, what's his name there? When Josh, they left Josh here, Hader. Josh Hader. Hader. When they left, yeah, they looked here good here, and then they lost that Sunday game here, and then they had the trade deadline, and after that, they've been really struggling. And now we have a uh, now. I know you had regular notes on things that you always do about this game last night with the Angels and Tigers. But the uh, Angels beat the Tigers uh, uh, ten to nothing. But the note around here was not about Shohei Otani. It was not about uh, you know uh, Mark uh, about Mike, um, Trout. Mike Trout. It was about Cody Clemens because Cody Clemens came in. Oh yeah, and he struck out uh, Shohei Otani with his EFAS pitch at sixty-eight miles an hour. So I don't know if that means since Cody now has a strikeout, whether that's the father and son record for strikeouts. I really don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we, we, uh, how many yep. home runs did Tommy Aaron have, Rick? I always forget. Was it like seven? Uh, yeah, I think he had 13, 14. But yeah, so I, Maybe he yeah, was, yeah. but they had the brother record. So this could yeah. be the father-son record for strikeouts. I don't know. Yeah, and, no. Cody, and Cody did pitch some in college. Him and his yeah. brother Casey both Well, he got him with that 68-mile-an-hour EFAS. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did what does that say, though, for the Tigers to go out and lose to a team that is not that good? Ten to nothing? Woof. They're bad, too. Yeah. That's what it's they They're both bad. See, and, and, and I get and it. Tonight, I get and it. tonight the Tigers could come around and yeah. beat them ten to nothing. Right. You know? right. I, and I get it. You know, they fired Alavila with... 
this, but in some manner, A.J. Hinch is also somewhat responsible for this mess. Yep. Well, yep. we'll see what they do. Okay, so news and notes. San Diego and San Francisco will play a two-game series uh, April 29th and April 30th next year, or next year in uh, Mexico City. And it's the first MLB games in Mexico City. We've had some in uh, several in Monterey, Mexico. Right. And uh, let's see, uh, San Diego will be the home team. And in London uh, for 20, so what they're going to do is play games in London in 23 and 24. And we know about the Cubs and Cardinals playing there next year. And then they'll be in Paris in 25 and then back to London in 26. So they're going to have a rotation, yeah. you know, with London and Paris with these games. Uh, Brett Beatty for the Mets, he's out for the rest of the season he, with a uh, torn ligament in his thumb. He's a rookie. Uh, yeah, what, from what they, I'm not sure, but from what they were saying, um, I had heard it, I think, on the Braves broadcast. They were saying he had come up and was really looking pretty good, and you hate to uh-huh. see somebody get hurt like that. Yeah. yeah. And now we will have a real show, a tiny note here. He's a first player ever to hit 30 home runs and win 10 games in a, in a season. So I guess Babe never hit that many home runs, uh, you know, when, well, he, know when he was pitching. Well, but yeah, yeah. And as of right now, Aaron Judge has 54 home runs. I guess he's on a pace. The Joker Siglione said yesterday to hit about 65. So oh, if, okay. if he keeps that up, he should break the uh, record. Remember, he's got to October 5th, got a whole month there. And uh, to hit 65, so he should break the uh, American League record. And then I see, I see up. your hand, Jamal. We will get you right when we get through the news and notes. Yep, right. and uh, and and the obituary for Lee Thomas. Albert uh, we have Albert Pujols, six ninety five. Yes, Robert, and he's one behind A Rod. Everybody wants him to catch uh, A Rod, and of course, everybody also liked me at seven hundred. I think that'd be cool. Yep. And so Lee Thomas, we want to mention him because you know he was kind of a mid mid level ball player, but he's eighty six years old. Uh, he's played two games for the Yankees in sixty one, which I did not know, know that. With the uh, then the Angels sixty two sixty four, then came here to the Red Sox. <laughs> 64, 65, and then Atlanta, 66, Cubs, 66 and 67, Houston, 68, and then Japan, the last couple of years of his career, uh, he was in uh, the All-Star, the two All-Star games in 62 with the Angels when he had a very good year. His career average, about what you'd expect, 255, he had 106 home runs, 428 RBI, so what you do is you divide that over the eight years, and that's about what he did, but he was a, uh, he was a, uh, he played first base, right field, left field, and center field. And then uh, he in St. Louis, he was the first, the uh, third base. Uh, let's see, third base coach in '71 and '72. Then he managed for them in their minor league system. And then '75 through '88 in St. Louis front office. And then Philadelphia GM from '88 through '97. And then uh, he put together, uh, helped put together the '93 pennant winning team that lost to the Blue Jays in the World. Series. He was assistant here with the Red Sox with Dan Duquette from 98 to 03, assistant GM, then a scout for Milwaukee, 04 through 06, and then uh, back with Duquette as an assistant uh, in Baltimore from uh, 11 to 18. And uh, so, you know, it just he, was, he bounced around baseball pretty good and a decent player. I wouldn't have put him in so much for being a player, but with the, with the executive experience, you know, a, a good baseball man, as they always say. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, any, I guess we could hear from Jamal let's, now. Uh, we'll hear from Jamal, and then Gina is going to come up after Jamal. All right. So let's go to Jamal first, and then well, Gina, you're up after Jamal. Oh. The, dog, the, the dog likes Jamal. All right. So, yeah, yeah, hello, guys. My, I almost lost my earpiece. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Can you hear okay. me okay? Yep. We're here. Okay. Okay. A, a, a couple of things here. I was I checked out that Florida State LSU game. Very good game. But what I'm wondering is this. 
when LSU scored a touchdown, why didn't they just go for two? Because it said on the broadcast, on the TV broadcast, it said that the kicker had got an extra point blocked earlier in the game. So you would think right. That, I suppose the I suppose Jamal they wanted overtime. They wanted to win yeah, in overtime. The argument would be if you go for two and you miss, you're going to get yelled mm-hmm. at for that too. Yeah, I well, I, yeah, I, always, can, I, I would go. I would always go for the tie, almost unless I. Because again, in football, you're not in foul trouble. It's not like basketball. I always say this all year. I say this. Go get the tie. Move from. Go from there. Right, and number two, I've had. Well, I was down on the White Sox, but hey, it seems like they played better since Miguel Cairo took over for an ailing Tony Larusa. And certainly, I don't wish anything bad for Larusa. But maybe the doctors will do the Sox a favor to say, Tony, medically you can't manage anymore, and just. Just let him go off into the sunset, live his final rest of his days in good health. I thought the White Sox have a real manager who know what they're doing. I think Miguel Cairo deserves a uh, a fair shot. He really does. I think this team has responded to Miguel Cairo, in my opinion. And as for the college football playoffs, I like the idea of sixteen, you know, mm-hmm. or even yeah. twelve, or even twelve, but certainly sixteen. Yeah, I started- think is. Fair. Yeah, start at 12 and then go to 16. See how the 12 goes and that expand. Do baby steps. Right. Yeah, that works. Right, but but I am curious, Terry, about you were talking about certain schools want to move up into conferences out of 1AA or whatever they call it right. nowadays. FCS. Is, uh, FCS. Uh, uh, some of these terms I just get confused by. Has it been, been talked about uh, the SIU football program trying to move up? Not that I have heard that, you know, that doesn't mean no. it isn't out there, but I've only heard the three that I've heard most commonly mentioned in the Missouri Valley are uh, one North Dakota state and then uh, Northern Iowa, South Dakota state behind them. And my question yeah. is if those three move up, I wonder who would take their spots in the Valley. That's why that's I'm a very, that's about. a well, very good question, Mur- Jamal. Murray state, Murray state. Well, they're already coming into Missouri Valley for everything else. And that's so they're leaving the Ohio Valley. So they're already right. going to be in there for, yeah. So they'll be in We can talk about that one that if, if, and when that happens, because we got a pretty busy show yet. We've only got about half an hour to go. So we need to move along. Okay. We we do Gina, wanna, Gina should be here. She should. If she, she always mutes, should. Well, Gina is here. Gina is in the building. All right. Um, well, first of all, I'm really excited about the Huskies. Mm-hmm. If um, what we saw um, Saturday is a sign of things to come, we're in for a real great Husky season. I'm excited about it. Um, you forgot yeah. to mention that they're playing, I believe it's Portland State next week, and then Michigan yeah. State the next week. There's okay. where you're gonna, Gina, there's where you're going to get a good measuring stick. Is that is that yeah, Portland State. Yeah, I didn't bring up Portland State. That's an FCS school, but yeah, the Michigan State's going to be a tap for them. Michigan State's going to show how what good they really are. Yep, oh, and it'll show. Yeah. And, and to be honest, it'll show Michigan State how good they are. That's true. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, it'll so be a tap for both question. of them. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I got an alert from TuneIn Radio saying Champions League Radio is on TuneIn. Well, what in the heck is Champions League? That, that, is, is, a, that is a soccer. It's soccer. Suck. It's, oh, it's, it's really European soccer. soccer. English. Soccer. Well, no, it's Europe. Right? No, it's not English. It's your. It's what they Champions League takes like some of the top teams from English Premier League, the Spanish La Liga, Bundesliga over in Germany, and then the Italian okay. league and the French, and they all kind of play each other, kind of in a yeah, Super it, League type deal. It's, it's com- you know, yeah. you can also. Uh, yeah. There's many different soccer leagues, and Champions League is one of those. Yeah, that's like one of those. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Gina. 
Okie yep. doke. Let's see. We've got just a few news and notes. And we've got our picks to do. We've got our schedule to do. And we do want to talk about Ernie Zampezi. We've got a lot of NFL here. 2022, Pittsburgh does not leave the Eastern time zone to play any of their games. The furthest west they go is Indianapolis, the wild and woolly Indianapolis. That's as far west as they go. They go, you know, they go down to Miami and stuff, but it's all in the Eastern time zone. I don't know if anybody's ever done that before. Uh, no. Anyway, anyway uh, Pierre got an early birthday present. With Ian Book was claimed by Philadelphia from New Orleans, so that was good mm-hmm. for him. Russell Wilson signed a deal. Remember, we we talked about were we on the air or off the air? We talked about the big house he got. I believe we were on, on the air. air. No, we were on the air. Okay, well, he can afford it because he signed a contact crack for five years for $245 million from the Broncos, $165 of it's guaranteed. And with Denver now, he'll be there seven years for $296 million altogether. Yep. And, and through through 2028, he'll be there. And uh, Bucker, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, did he say he was going to F the Browns up or not? We don't really know. I mean, you hear – He did. Well, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, but I think he point, did. The point is – who cares? Yeah. You know, if you listen to these games on TV, you know, you hear these people saying these things on the, on the mics on the, they can't possibly stop it, stop it for the people on TV or anything. So you're hearing stuff all the time. So what's the big deal? Who knows? That's the problem though, that, that Baker Mayfield has, he can play reasonably well, but his mouth always gets him into trouble. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, why don't we do Ernie Zampezi? Next, and get him done, and then we'll do the picks and the schedule. That, that makes more sense. Ernie right. Zampezi, yeah. 86 years old. He was uh, the designer of Air Coriel. He was a defensive back, back, back coach at the junior college with John Madden, 62 and 63, and head there 64 to 65. It's the Hancock Junior Co- uh, College in California. Then the def- defensive back coach, uh, I guess he was at San Luis Obispo, did that. And then he went to San Diego as defensive back coach, 67 through 75. And then, uh, oh, no, he was then, then he was the head coach at San Diego State from 67 through 75. Then he went to the Chargers, and he started as defensive back coach. Then he, uh, then he was a scout for the Jets in 77 and 78. And then came back to San Diego with an increasing role all the way from 79 through 86. He was the wide receivers coach and the passing coordinator, then the offensive coordinator. And that's when he really got going with Dan Fouts and the Eric Coriel, 79 through 86. Then he went to the Rams as 87 through 93 as the offensive coordinator, Dallas 94 through 97. And uh, that's when he won uh, his Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30, of course, with Barry Switzer uh, with the Cowboys. Then he was the Patriots 98, 99 with Pete Carroll. Then he was a consultant for Dallas in zero uh, and zero one as an offensive con- consultant for the St. Louis Rams in 02. Then uh, Washington, he was a consultant, uh, and uh, you know in 04. And then uh, you know he just had a big impact. And as somebody said, you know, you're always hearing uh, John Madden talk about him. Well, they had worked together; they were friends. But you know, he you always heard his name when when he was coaching a team. That's for sure. So that is it for Ernie Zampezi. We did want to talk about him. So I got my picks here. Do it. Run them down. Hold on, before you do, before you do the picks, real quick. Also, Jason Peters signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, kind of fill in that Tyron Smith thing. So he he basically was retired, but he wasn't. But then, so they signed him forty years old, one year deal. So yeah. yeah and, okay. Uh, Tyron Smith, I guess, is out for the year. If I heard yeah. correctly. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. And so was so was Harold Landry for the Titans. Who was. He's under the radar, but he was—he was fifth in the whole league last year in quarterback pressures. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's from BC, so uh, a yeah. good, good linebacker. Sounds and, like somebody uh, has some auto racing in the background. We got, we well, have, yeah. <laughs> this is New, Newport Avenue, uh, you know, Speedway goes on here. Okay, so in the AFC, in, in, in the East, I got Buffalo first, Miami second, Patriots third, Jets fourth, North Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, South, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Houston, Jacksonville, West, Kansas City. That's the, again, the, uh, you talk about divisions and, you know, we talk about the, uh, the AF, AE, American League East in baseball. The AFC West is that, uh, is that in the, uh, NFL. West, Kansas City, Denver, uh, Las Vegas, and the Chargers. My playoff teams are, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and that for the seed. And then I'm putting Denver, Las Vegas, and the Chargers in. I just think somehow they're, they're good enough. They'll just win all their games out of the division. They should. And I got Buffalo coming out of the AFC. NFC, East, Dallas, Philadelphia, Washington, the Giants. North, Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. South, Tampa Bay, Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta. West, Rams, San Francisco, Arizona, Seattle. The playoff teams, I have the Rams as one, Tampa Bay two, uh, Green Bay three, Dallas four, Philadelphia five, San Francisco six, Carolina seven, with the Rams coming out of the, that division, and Buffalo beating the Rams in the Super Bowl to finally get one of those things. All right, I guess we'll go in the panel at order. So. At least if they don't have Scott Norwood kicking. Yeah, that's right. So why don't we go yeah. to Rick? So and you're saying the day after tomorrow is a preview of the Super Bowl? I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, American League East, uh, Buffalo, Miami, New England, Jets. Uh, North, I'm going with Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. South, Indy, uh, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston. Uh, the West, again, I know what you mean, but yeah, all four of these teams, I, I think they're going to be within one game, and they could all make the playoffs, but it's so hard for to make them make the playoffs. But I'm going to go with uh, Denver, Chargers, Kansas City, and Las Vegas. So my division winners are Buffalo, Baltimore, Indianapolis and Denver. My wild card teams are the Chargers, Kansas City, and Miami. So I'm picking Cincinnati not to make the playoffs. Well, and yeah, and coming out that of is the what the Bengals do, by the way, after they go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah. and yeah. coming out of the conference in the Super for the Super Bowl, I'm taking Buffalo. In the NFC, oh, I, I hate doing this like I hate the Yankees. In the East, Philly, Dallas, the Giants, Washington, Central, uh, North, uh, Minnesota, Green Bay, uh, Detroit, Chicago, the South, I just changed my mind today, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Atlanta, the West, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Arizona, Seattle. So my division winners are Philadelphia, Minnesota, New Orleans, and San Francisco. My wild cards are the Rams, the Packers, and the Bucks. And in my Super Bowl, I have a big upset in the NFC. My Super Bowl team is the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. And, and yeah, and that means that, you know, in the two weeks before the Super Bowl, they'll be calling that Buffalo Minnesota game the game that someone has to win. That's right. I say it's going to be Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Perry, I did mine a little bit different than you guys, but um, That's okay. I do have Buffalo winning oh. the East, um, the North. I went with the Bengals, uh, the South. I went with the Colts, and the West. I, I I'm going to stick with the Chiefs until somebody beats them. But all four of those, those teams, like you guys have said, have an awesome chance of making the playoffs. And I believe the Broncos and Raiders will be two of the wild cards, and the other one will be Miami. But I also believe that Buffalo will come out. And, be, and finally get to that Super Bowl. Then in the NFC, probably Dallas just by default. I don't think any of those teams are going to be really good. No. Uh, Green no. Bay, Tampa Bay, 
and the Rams. <clears throat> and then I think the Vikings will make it as a wild card. And uh, let's see, boy. And then I got two other wild cards. I think the 49ers will. And um, the Saints will. I think they, they're going to surprise some people this year in the South. Um, and I think with really no expectations on them, I will take the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. But I think Buffalo will win in the Super Bowl. Okay. Bill. Bill. I'm going to yield to almost exactly like Chris. There's no point in reinventing the wheel except... I believe Tampa Bay will still come out of the NFC. I I don't know why. There's just something about a Brady team that I like, and I think they'll come out, and I think... I still think they, they'll they beat Buffalo. I, Buffalo is just something about them. They just have a way. So... <laughs> I'm gonna that that'll be my far Okay, so you got the, Buffalo and the Tampa Bay beating Buffalo. Right. Right. Okay, Robert. Okay, here I go. Uh, Buffalo in the east, Baltimore in the central, in the Indianapolis north. In the north. Yeah. I do that all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Buffalo in the east, uh, uh, Baltimore in the in the north in the north. Yeah. Um, Indianapolis in the south, and I, I got to take my Raiders in the west. And uh, in the NFC, Philadelphia to win the east. I think the Eagles are going to be better than the Cowboys. Um, I think uh, I think uh, Green Bay will win the central. Tampa Bay will win the south, and the Rams will win the west. And wild cards. Hmm. Uh, let's see, wild cards. I need two. Need three of those. You need three. Um. Uh, Green Bay. Uh, let's see. Minnesota will be one. Um. Can, um uh, New Orleans will be one, and. Uh, oh. I don't know. Uh, I'll go with the 49ers, although I have my doubts about them. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to be as good as some people think they are, but I'll give them a shot at a wild card. And uh, uh, let's see. Uh, can I do wild cards for the AFC? Nope. Uh, no, I did not. You did not. Um, I will I will pick uh, both Kansas City and L.A. to uh, be wild cards in the, in the West, along with the uh, Dolphins. Okay. And, and my Super Bowl, uh, I think Buffalo will represent the uh, AFC, and I will go with uh, I will go with uh, Green Bay in the NFC. So Buffalo, Green Bay in the Super Bowl with Buffalo winning. Okay, Sean. All right, here we go. All right, first of all, AFC. I have New England in the East. Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm sure Chris. Wait, what's your rank? for five years ago or now? <laughs> Whoa. I mean, not New England, not New England, not New England. I meant Buffalo. I was thinking, okay. no, 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 I meant Buffalo. Yeah, no, I meant Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo in the East. I don't know. No, because I was thinking, because they were talking something about New England here right, as I was doing that. But no, Buffalo in the East. Since, wow. Hey, that dog didn't like <laughs> Well, he, 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 he upset him. No, <laughs> yeah, bu- no, Buffalo in the East, Cincinnati in the North. I'm going uh, in the South. I'm going to go with Indianapolis also. And I'm going Kansas City. And I'm going to go with uh, the Raiders, Chargers, and Miami as my wild cards. Then in the NFC, 
by I'm going to go with Dallas by default. Somebody's got to win that division. And I'm going with Green Bay. I'm going with Tampa Bay. I'm going with the Rams. And I'm going to go with Minnesota, New Orleans, and Chicago as a wild card. I think Chicago's wow. going to sneak in there. Okay. And my Super Bowl, I have Kansas City and the Rams, and I think Kansas City's going to win it. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. So everybody write all this down, and we'll see uh, how silly we looked when it comes around to yeah. Many of us had the Rams going to the Super Bowl last year, and the Rams won well, the whole thing. So I remember that. Yeah. What okay. was the one that Bill and what was the one Bill and the prediction that Bill and Perry were right on? There was something that we were all wrong on, and everybody they were. Um, there was something. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I think that was, was. The, that was in the NBA. I think when when with, yeah, uh, do with the NBA, yeah, with the Warriors yeah. and how many NBA games they were going to win win yeah. in. I that's think right. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, was yeah Bill and Perry like were right. Yeah, okay. that's what it was. Here's this week's schedule. We start on Thursday night, Buffalo at the Rams, all times Eastern, 8:20, and that game is on NBC. So that's your Thursday night game that's over the air. The others will be yeah. on uh, Amazon Prime and all that other stuff and DirecTV and bars and all this. Sunday, we have New Orleans at Atlanta, 1 p.m. on Fox. San Francisco at Chicago, 1 p.m. on Fox. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, 1 p.m. Fox. Uh, Philadelphia at Detroit, 1 p.m. is on Fox as well. New England at Miami, 1 p.m. is on CBS. Baltimore at the Jets, 1 p.m. on CBS. And we continue with Jacksonville at Washington, 1 p.m. on Fox. There's the game everybody wants to see. Cleveland at Carolina, 1 p.m. on CBS, the Baker Mayfield game. Indianapolis at Houston, 1 p.m. on CBS. The Giants, as we go to the late games, Giants at Tennessee, 425 on Fox. Green Bay at Minnesota, 425 p.m. on Fox. Kansas City at Arizona, 425 p.m. on CBS. Although the interesting thing is that Perry's XM schedule did have it at 405. So I'm, I'm thinking that might be right, but it does say 425 here in Braille, and Xmas A did well, too. So I don't know. Yeah, because I, on week one and week eight, the first and last week, both networks have double headers. So yeah. it is 425. Yeah, yeah, well, could be. Las Vegas at the Chargers, 425 on CBS. Tampa Bay at Dallas, 820 p.m. on the Sunday night game on NBC. And Monday night, we only have one game. We've, these years we've had double headers. Denver at Seattle, 815 p.m. on ESPN slash ABC. So... There you go. So that's what and, we got. And for, Chris, by uh, the, the way, in case, in case people want to listen to that schedule at, yep. at all or they want to listen to the, to the college schedules, you can do so. Dial this number, 641-715-3800, and then your code is 36867. So one more time, 641-715-3800, code 36867, and just follow... Uh, two will give you the the college schedule for XM, and four gives you the NFL schedule, and yeah. you can you can listen to those. Okay, and we got any more NFL stuff, or are we ready to go to the NBA? NBA oh, time. All right, Utah yeah. traded Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland, where the rumors were he was going to go to the Knicks, but he didn't end yeah. up going there. For Colin Sexton, uh, goes to Utah along with uh, Lowry Markin, and he's a seven footer. And Cleveland first draft picks from uh, uh, from uh, Kansas City this year, and uh, uh, Sean wasn't sure of the name, so we're not going to try to butcher it. Kansas but City, Kansas, Kansas, City. Kansas. Kansas. Oh, Kansas, oh, yeah, yeah, Kansas. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, and then they get three. Uh, Utah get three uh, round one picks in twenty three, twenty five, and twenty seven from Cleveland, 
because you can't trade two in a row, uh, the same, you know, from the same team, and then a, a swap of choices for 24 and 26. Uh, as I say, you can't trade the two in a row, so they're going to do a swap in 24 and 26. Um, uh, so that's that's what's happening. So they did uh, get some uh, some players back in that trade and some draft choices. They're getting a mix of both. They're getting yeah. some draft choices and they're getting uh, players as well. So we'll see how they do with all this. And it, in reading an article about it, it sounds like Danny isn't quite in charge of the whole thing. He's like sort of uh, supervising, but he's not totally in charge. There's another guy I don't remember his name, but uh, they were talking about the, the dynamics of that how the Knicks didn't get uh, Mitchell and so forth, and it seems oh, like yeah. Danny's not doing this by himself out there. Right. But anyway, yeah. Steph Curry, Curry graduated from Davidson after uh, 13 years after he played. He's 34 years old. His number 30 will be retired. He's uh, He needed one semester of sociology to get his B.A., and he uh, couldn't go to uh, commencement because he was in the playoffs. So they did a private ceremony with him, and he's the first uh, basketball player uh, to have his number retired, I guess. And he's the uh, the ninth overall player. And the thing, they have a good rule. In order to get your uh, number retired, uh, you have to um, have graduated, get your actual degree. Yep. So there's probably a lot of schools that don't have, if they did it that way, wouldn't have any numbers retired. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. So, yep. Good for Davidson. And the uh, and you know remember we were a little skeptical either way about the diagnosis on Danilo Gallinari because he got hurt in Europe and uh, you know you want to get him back over here and see what the Celtic doctors thought and everything else and they found out that it was a, a torn ACL it's not a, a meniscus and all that and they're saying uh, the uh, the globe was looking at eight to twelve months you hear six to twelve but the globe was looking at eight to twelve and they're thinking that as far as free agents go that the Celtics are going to look at some scoring forwards, and one of them might, they might go for is Carmelo Anthony. So that's, that's the rumor. Oh, God. That was one of them, so we'll, we'll see about that. But that's just a, a rumor, and you know, we'll see. But there, there are a few out there. But the thing is, they're trying to get a disabled player. Uh, yeah, that in baseball, he'd be an injured list player to be uh, you know exemption. And if they do, that'll free something up. But they, I guess they've got some flexibility to go out and get somebody, so we'll see what they do. Yep. If they want a disabled player, we all are just as good as he is. <laughs> we have to, absolutely. We could do, we could do that. And then, any more NBA notes or pro nope. basketball notes? No, nope, that's it. Okay. Now, we have a big obituary to do today, however, and then Robert can talk about this guy, Ernie Shavers. Uh, he was born, and this is kind of cool, actually. He was born eight, August 31st of 44, died September 1st of 22, so he made his 78th birthday by a day. He, uh, he was a hard puncher. He was known for that. He, uh, he was 74-14-1 uh, and one with 68 knockouts, 46 of them in the first three rounds, and 23 of those 46 in the first round. Yes. He fought from 69 through 83, and then uh, one fight in 87 and two in 95. So basically his career, uh, 60s and 70s, early 80s. He yep. beat uh, the people he bit, beat that were uh, prominent were Jimmy Young, uh, Jimmy Ellis, and, uh, and a round one knockout of Ken Norton. And then he lost to uh, Jerry Quarry, uh, uh, Ron Lyle, uh, Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes twice, and Randall uh, Tex Cobb and James uh, Quick Tillis. And he lost uh, to Ali for the championship in 77. And then the Holmes was his other championship uh, bout in 1979. And named a uh, 
made it named a top ten puncher by Ring Ring magazine. And he died after a short illness. What do you have to say about Ernie Shavers, uh, Robert? Uh, well, uh, he, he fought everybody in his era except for George Foreman. The two of them never fought. Um, I love the quote on that about where George Foreman, they played a quote from Late Night with David Letterman, and they're talking about hard hitters. They go, and Letterman goes, what about Ernie Shavers? He goes, no, luckily I avoided getting hit by him. <laughs> yeah, uh, because those... Back in the 70s, those were considered the two hardest punchers in boxing, and it would have been fun to see those two in the ring together, but that never happened. Uh, but no, he, uh, apparently he was very mean inside the ring, but one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet outside the ring. Um, and uh, a lot, every boxer, that he, even those that he lost, even those that beat him, they've all, they all basically said, they were the hardest, he was the hardest puncher that, he, that they'd been yeah. in the ring. Muhammad Ali said in his fight that uh, his kinfolk in Africa felt the punches, too. That's correct. <laughs> yep. yeah, so. Larry Holmes taught, said he was the hardest. Oh, yeah, they all. <laughs> they, they all admitted that he was the most difficult fighter. So, again, to have an exciting sport, you got to have contenders. We talked about Tom Weisskopf the other day, yep. and, you know, just yep. got the one British Open. you got to have people who are the bridesmaids and yep. never the bride or almost only occasionally, yep. that kind of yep. thing, because otherwise that's what makes the rivalries. If you have, you, you know, some people like the dominance, the Tigers or the or yep. the Ali's or the Joe Lewis's or whatever. But, you know, if you have that, that's their era, and then uh, people pale in comparison to them. But then if you've got a thing where you got four or five guys, and you did, you had you had uh, Holmes, and you had Ali, and you had, you know, uh, Norton, and so forth, and Shavers, were all people you could talk about in the late 70s. If you were going to have a discussion Lee. about the heaviest yeah, space, yeah, and Foreman, you could talk, uh, yeah, you could talk about all those guys in the last half of the 70s, you know, who's, who's you know, Ali's fading, who's the yep. young gun, you know, who's going to yep. come and take it? It was Holmes. But who yeah. knew, you know, it could have been yeah. any one of these guys. That's right. Yeah. So, and anyway. so, didn't he break? Didn't he break Ken Norton's jaw in that in that fight? Uh, no, Ken Norton broke Ali's jaw. Okay, Ken Norton. Okay, okay, I had it back. Okay, yeah. So, but anyway, so that was it. And we got uh, on our our phone system. Uh, David USF put out some some good uh, calls of the fight. <laughs> Robert was you know, complaining about Dick Enberg not being a boxer. Uh, Dick Enberg, that that was a horrible call, Chris. I mean, that was, I mean, I, now when yeah. I was a kid, I didn't realize that. You know. Well, you know, the thing I just didn't want, like to watch him on, and occasionally they'd still sneak on the radio in the seventies. And if they ever were on the radio, I was raring to go because right. I remembered boxing from the fifties and sixties on the radio, which was right. were really good, and you could really follow it. And you know, but but uh, the the ones on TV, they just didn't do it for me <laughs> because they'd be even Don Dunphy, who was a great radio uh, if you watch some of those old fights he'd say he'd yeah. go along for a minute say two minutes ago around one you know he wouldn't say anything because he figured and, everybody could see everything and well, uh, that, that was his that, philosophy well that's one of the reasons why whenever the british have a fight on the talk board ch uh, channels that you can get on uh, your lady a devices or google devices i like to point those out to yeah. people that actually want to hear fights on the radio you know? yep no oh, that was fun actually chris shanko had done some radio fights that i actually heard and he wasn't bad doing it why he was there that particular night what his function was i don't know but we never knew what chris shinkle's function was so that is not surprising so anyway anything else uh, anybody have before we wrap it up just just real quick the uh just real quick the twins yankees as we know have been postponed tonight a yep. single admission double header tomorrow at three eastern and with that go get him sean 
All right, everybody. Well, if you want to come back and hear what we said and those predictions, hear me slip up when I was thinking Buffalo and New England came out of my mouth yeah, and other just, things. It's a flashback, Sean. It happens to us all. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard it all, but hey. I said, um, well, what's his name? Uh, instead of Mookie last week, I said, uh, what did I say? Mookie Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Mookie Wilson. Yeah, Mookie yeah. Wilson. Yeah. yeah it's right. Mookie Best. But anyway, you can download the podcast by going to legendoldies.com. You can say, type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcast or have it delivered to you, or tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. We'll be back next week as we will have week one of the NFL, a little more on college, baseball, uh, getting close to the pennant races and other things. And don't forget, this Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Worldwide Legend on All Things Radio, our buddy Walter is on the hot seat. So think of all your questions to ask Walter. So until Thursday and until next Tuesday, and those of you listening to the podcast, it is 4 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday that we are live. Uh, we will see you later.